In an effort to help as many small businesses as possible, a member of our beloved age and community created a tool called thefundingnote.com. Thefundingnote.com is where you can easily search and track all the funding programs, grants, loans, tax credit programs in the United States that will help your business get access to capital during these troubling times. However, if you're too busy running your business and don't have the time to browse for funding programs, you can also sign up for the weekly newsletter to get emails on new, updated, and expiring programs locally and nationwide directly to your inbox so you can stay up to date on the latest funding programs that are relevant to your business with very minimal effort. TheFundingNote.com is updated on a daily basis and is currently tracking thousands of programs across the nation. It is completely free to use, so don't hesitate to check out TheFundingNote.com today. That's T-H-E-F-U-N. D-I-N-G-N-O-T-E dot com. Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Maggie. My name is Brian. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Andrew Fung. And along with his brother, David, they have been full-time on YouTube for almost eight years. Over that time, they've hosted their own TV show, performed and spoken at multiple college campuses, interviewed presidential candidates, dabbled in music, worked with many of the biggest brands, and traveled across the world, collaborating with different artists. (laughs) While their YouTube channel is still going strong, they've recently started working on a few cool projects outside of YouTube, such as a guidebook for Asian America and a food concept in New York. Andrew, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you. That was uh, quite the intro. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. It was very flattering. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, cool to connect and it's cool to, I like what you guys do with um, the group. And I know you guys are working hard to kind of uh, build community. And I think that's really important. So uh, yeah, shout out to the Asian Hustle Network, man. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for being on the podcast, Andrew. So let's quickly dive into your background and your upbringing. What is that like? Where'd you grow up? Well, I think speaking for me and David, uh, we grew up um, in the south part of Seattle, uh, particularly a place called Kent, but we spent a lot of time in the city. Um, It wasn't... um uh, it wasn't like an Asian enclave or anything. Like went to a, grew up at a, a sports school, um, very focused on, on sports. A lot of like NBA and NFL players would come, come out of it. So that's kind of the environment we grew up in. I think that's like kind of a lot of our perspective comes from kind of growing up more in a demographically speaking. It was more just like an overall America. Like it was like, you know, mostly white, black, um, a little bit of Asian, a little bit of Hispanic growing up. So not as much in Washington, in the Western part of Washington, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, it was just, Seattle was like a really good, like, you know, it's not heavy in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. uh, on a large scale, but, uh, what it is good at, it's kind of good at like, it's good for getting your reps in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and letting kind of like spreading your wings out and practicing and kind of diving into things. And I think that there's always like uh, benefits to starting in a smaller market or kind of training in a smaller market. They say in stand-up comedy, I was talking to a, I think Ali Wong one time and a long time ago, she was like, yo, it's like really hard to like get your career started in LA. 
like she like coming from a smaller place, but with a name from there and bringing it to a larger market, it's, it's better. Um, but for us, we didn't really like build our channel there, but we just like got a lot of practice there, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. Uh, but yeah, mostly grew up around like most of our good friends growing up were Southeast Asian more like Viet, Filipino, Cambodian. Um, but like on Sundays we'd go to, you know, our Chinese church. Uh, so, and then at school we'd be like competing just with anybody else on like the basketball team or the football team. So mm-hmm. it was a, it was a good mixture of like pretty American upbringing, I suppose. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, growing up in, in kind of Washington, we know that your YouTube content is mostly based around, you know, Asian identity. Do you think growing up in Kent has kind of shaped you and David to come up with the content that you wanted to focus your mm-hmm. channel on? Yeah, I think uh, growing up, we always knew we were Asian. Like mm-hmm. there was no question. And like even being Chinese amongst uh, non-Chinese Asians, right? Like there's uh, the, yeah, being Chinese is such a thing, you know, cause we're kind of like the default Asian. So uh, you, you, know that you're Asian when you go to school and stuff like that and so those thoughts were always in our our head um and it was always kind of a conversation even at a young age so I can't say like we've been like all of a sudden one day we move like moved to LA and started making Asian content it was actually something we always did a little bit of even if we were making like our little like you know our rap songs back in the day or doing any type of skits or even doing like starting to do stand-up comedy in seattle a lot of the material was still about identity yeah um so our identity has been a thing yeah for a while so um it's definitely not a new convo for us to have um although things are always changing in the space right you know i mean uh yeah so Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah. And then how did you and David make your way to New York and like how'd you guys get started in media and entertainment? Uh well we got started definitely in LA in yeah. about twenty eleven. Um and that was like right after college and David had done some things in uh Asia and then came back. And then pretty much waited for me to graduate real quick. And I, I graduated a little bit earlier and then uh, we just moved down and just got to work. And um, like, I still had to fly back while I was working full time, starting to do YouTube. Right. And I still had to fly back to walk with the rest of my class for my graduation. So that's like how early I was already like in LA when like my other friends were still like finishing up school. Um, yeah. I think it was just, the desire was always there and we just always wanted to get into media and entertainment from such a young age, whether that was like, I think if you asked David, he might've wanted to be like a, like a music label, A and R, like those are things that we talked about growing up and we always talked about performing and like, obviously at some point becoming a musician ourselves was just like, guys, this is probably not going to work, but it could still do something for us, but it's not going to be like the way we make it. Mm -hmm. So we were like, all right. So, you know, you, at some point you check the dream or like, even when we were super young, I think playing in the NBA was a dream. Mm -hmm. Although obviously you realize quickly, you know, you're pretty far from it. Um, and you start to realize what it actually takes to become a pro athlete or become uh, even a pro entertainer. So we're more on the path of being a pro entertainer, but um, for us, yeah, just like, man, the, the hunger was always there for it. So when we moved to LA, we kind of knew what we were, what we wanted to do, not exactly how we wanted to do it, but obviously the whole Asian American YouTube scene was popping up, you know, with right. obviously Wong Fu being one of the, uh, 
the leaders and originators in that kind of like keeping the community together at that time. And so, yeah, we just like, we're working full time, just started doing YouTube and, and we found that it was the best way to kind of get our message out because I think we did some stand up in LA when we first got there, but like we were doing some of the things that we wanted to say, like the kind of identity based material. And we just weren't feeling it. We weren't feeling the scene. And we were like, you know what, for two young guys, I don't know, this is like probably not the two young Asian dudes. I don't know. People not really trying to see this. It's like, mm-hmm. it wasn't working with us, you know, mm-hmm. but there you, you look at the waves that come and it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you guys have ever gone surfing or anything, you can imagine what surfing is like. You have to, you, you, you kind of like paddle out on your board mm-hmm. out, out, out until you see that wave come in and then you try to ride that wave and you ride it out. And then the, sometimes the wave goes down and this is for anybody's career. And then you, you paddle back out and then you just like, you're just working. Right. But if you just stay there and you don't paddle, then you probably won't catch the wave or that's not a good way to catch the wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you're paddling out towards the wave and you see it coming, you know, um, that's how you surf. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're like, yo, this is what we always wanted to do it, but here's this YouTube thing. So mm-hmm. let's do that. And then, so I think a lot of, our, I don't want to make this sound old, but our generation of YouTubers who have been in the game for probably seven plus years, mm-hmm. a lot of people got into it having like the bigger, I guess the mainstream dreams first because YouTube is not something we grew up with, but then seeing YouTube as the route um, and then embracing that and just like, you know, diving into it and loving it, you know, but now you see these young YouTubers that are like 20 mm-hmm. and they're like, they grew up with it. Like mm-hmm. they grew up on some with some of us, you know. You see, grew up your content, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and it always yeah. makes me feel old when I hear that. Yeah. I know. Like, I always talk to Phil from Wang Fu about it, and we all just feel old together. <laughs> Even though they've been in the game earlier than we did, and some people are like, "Oh, yeah. you Wang Fu started." I'm like, "Well, I, they did it first. I, we came in second wave, but now there's third and fourth wave, you know." Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I guess the desire is always there. And then we just started traveling to New York and we just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we just always loved New York culture growing up in Seattle, like mm-hmm. uh, hip hop, basketball, sneakers. I love the energy there. Um, there's pros and cons of each city, man. Yeah. Big pros and cons of each place, LA, SF, New York. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're just enjoying New York right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of curious too, like, what was the first YouTube video that you guys made that really put you guys in the map that went viral? I was like, oh, these are the fun bros. Man. <laughs> And um, there was one that's not up anymore. It got really big on Reddit and Nine Gag at the time. It was oh, like, nice. uh, it was a roommate. It was kind of like in the same vein of uh, Lonely Island at the time. It was like this goofy music video about um, two roommates. Anyways, I won't go into detail about it, but it was funny. Look it up, guys. <laughs> but, but really, I really, I would say like um, uh, our Jeremy Lin. Oh, like yeah. insanity commentary got us the eyeballs. Like we had content on our channel already and we knew had done some collaborations with the other YouTubers. But then like, I think getting like reposted by ESPN and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. Uh, but I wouldn't say just one single piece, six to six music video, you know, out your home, uh, Brian, you know, Temple city and, and, and St. Gabriel. But, uh, that was, 
kind of like, I guess, cemented us in the, in the kind of Southern California, Asian community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say it was just one piece. You know, I think it's always like you have a body of work and those pieces drive a lot of eyeballs to you. Yeah. And they're the ones yeah. that usually people immediately say, okay, the Asian mom stuff too. That was a big one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the types of Asian girls. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's, there's a lot of pieces I, I would point at, you know, even some sneaker stuff. Like we did our Jordans one through 29 and that was like still the most viewed air Jordan breakdown video on the internet. And we did it, you know, like several years ago. So, yeah. Uh, but no, nah, I mean, I just think we've just been going at it. You know, it's not, it's not, YouTube is one of those things you have to, like I said, keep paddling and you might get a hit. Maybe that wave is the video that goes viral, mm-hmm. but that don't make your career. You know, you still got to go back out there and hit some more waves. Like you don't ride one wave and you're like, oh, one little wave. You're like, great, I'm done. Surfing's on. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, I'm trying to get the more, more. Like you yeah. love surfing. You want to go out there. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's good advice for people starting on YouTube too because a lot of people get discouraged pretty early on because, you know, it's really, really hard to grow on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you said that, it's like there's no such thing as overnight success. You know, yeah. you've been having yeah. the whole time. You've been getting ready for this moment. And it just happened because, you know, opportunity means preparation, literally. Mm-hmm. So I'll hats off to you, man. Yeah, I think you, you bring up a really great point too, Andrew. And like, you know, when Brian and I found out that the mom in your videos was actually an actress, you know, we were so mind blown. <laughs> but the type of we content... We could sleep that, that night, man. Like, oh my God, my life is alive. <laughs> yeah. But the type of content yeah, man, that you put out with... TMZ you know, broke the news. Yeah, that was big news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, super relatable. So a lot of people can understand yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. And like, you know, Cece was loud. You know, she's an actual actress, but she's kind of a family friend at this point. You know, like uh, we met her through a... a uh, a mutual friend who was who was working in uh, Monterey Park, the Micheling. But um, it was like, I thought she was perfect for it. And, you know, I think it's very funny to play the mom characters and the, and the dad characters yourself. And we've done a little bit of that. But having the real mother there, it was like, it made it so real. Yeah. Definitely. And like, I remember like my mom texted me our real mom texted me because she doesn't want to be on camera but she was like oh you know it's kind of weird to see you call another woman mom and, it's so <laughs> and i was like oh wow like but she's like oh no i love the videos i was like Aww. because i think that's how real it was even to my mom yeah, yeah. you know my mom's not exact obviously whose mom hits all those points 10 out of 10 right yeah. but we all see a little bit of it uh, in our parents, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, but I think it was great because it was uh, relatable to yep. a lot of immigrant kids. Like, mm-hmm. I saw comments like, oh, my mom's Ethiopian, uh, my mom's mm. uh, Desi's moms are the same way, or, or like, my Mexican mom's the same way, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's great. So, like, you know, a lot of these things are not solely just for Asians or Chinese. You know, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's where you guys like kind of hit that momentum because as soon as you have like one video that's relatable and it blows up, a lot of people see you guys and you guys are, you know, put on the map. So, you know, just because you guys have like maybe one video that blows up, you guys will continue to keep that momentum and have other videos blow up as well. And so, you know, and speaking of that, you know, while you guys were in LA and because there's like so much competition in LA within like media and entertainment, how do you 
what would you say would be like the best advice that you can give in terms of like getting into the creative field? Because there's a lot of YouTubers like trying to get into LA, like they feel like they need to get into LA to actually, you know, pursue this career. Mm -hmm. So what would you say would be advice? Uh, well, it kind of depends on what kind of content you're doing. I think if your goal, if your ultimate goal is to get into acting, you should probably move to LA. You can do it in New York, but LA is just, it's going to be just the smarter move overall. But if you uh, want it, like our friend Richie Lee, he's killing it uh, out of like Seattle. You know, and he's doing it with people that we all grew up with. And uh, he has like a very, very strong high engagement channel on me selling out of his clothing line, Rich Lee collection. And um, yeah, I do think obviously it helped that he did live with us in LA in the beginning, but man, he's just taking it so far. And I think like you can do it out of anywhere, but it depends on what you want to do. Like yeah. if you are flowing with your friends back home and they're all, and you can convince them and you can organize it and, and get them to all buy in, you can have a really fun crew out there. And, uh, that's what, like, I even look at Mr. Beast, all right. He's not Asian, but like, he's based out of, I don't know where like Kentucky or North Carolina or something. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like he's mm -hmm. going, he has the biggest channel and, uh, he's not in the big markets and I don't think he would want to be. And I don't even think I see him travel to LA a lot, Yeah, you know, but then it was something like Superwoman who based out of like, um, the Toronto area mm -hmm. when she blew up, she wanted to go to, uh, she moved to LA. Right. And then because she, she did, I think she did really want to get into acting and the traditional sides of showbiz. And now she has a show and like, you know, she's with all the celebrities and stuff. So there's different trajectories, but ultimately, man, I think my advice to people is like, yeah, it is a different time now content. There's a ton of content out there. It's super saturated, mm -hmm. but depends on what you're looking for. If you want to make your, if you do it to make your life better and you're like, I do it for my friends. I do it for like, if, in, in, if it blows up and goes viral, great. But if it doesn't, I still enjoy myself and it improves my, my life. Um, and it, and, it, and I, it says what I want to say. Um, and I'm happier and it's positive. Mm -hmm. then it's okay. Just do Instagram or TikTok or whatever like that. You know, I don't think it's, uh, I think don't definitely don't look at YouTube. Like it's quick money. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the number would do not go into it thinking you're going to make a lot of money. I mean, yeah. unless you somehow like you somehow have figured out the game and you've analyzed it to the point you're like, okay, I need to like, the market, like you can break it down like, oh, the market doesn't have this or like it doesn't have this type of person who's like gaming and doing this type of content content, and like I can do it better than them or like, mm -hmm. right. you know, or mm -hmm. like even in YouTube, you know how it is in entertainment, like if just <laughs> someone does the same content, but they're like way yeah. better looking, like you're just going to get more <laughs> yeah. views. Like, you know, know what else or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just the way it is, man. It's just, yeah. it's, that's the game, you know, um, whoever is more appealing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just traditional looks but it could just be whatever your appeal is so yeah mm -hmm. um my advice is to if you want to do it for your lifestyle and make yourself happy there's nothing wrong with it do that create do the podcast do everything it helps you network with people but if you're really trying to um make money you got to study i think you got to think about it and this is for the people who maybe don't have that magic card, those magic tools yep. that they've been born into, maybe like a certain look or a certain like like a family that's super funny, that's easy to uh, base a channel around or like crazy friends or like, you know what I mean? Not everybody yeah. has those elements that like people love watching. Not everybody even is born a Jake Paul, Logan Paul, you know, yeah. by all means they work hard, but they are like crazy people um, yeah. that are able to, and they had a lot of help on the back end, I think too. But um, yeah, like I think some people, they feel 
like uh, para- was it analysis paralysis? Like you just gotta make it and and make adjustments as you put stuff out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. But you, but if you, but if you're the type of person to analyze the market and space and where you fit, that's great too. But I think some people get lucky and some people just have that it factor. But for those who don't, who want to create, yeah, it does take a little bit of more trial and error. But mm-hmm. but don't get down on yourself. You know, I mean, like, uh, it's nothing's easy. You know, just because there was kind of a bigger window open, you could say when we were. Uh, maybe eight, nine years ago, there was a bigger window. Um, that doesn't mean it was easy for us to figure it out or easy for anybody to figure it out. You know, it all just took a lot of work. Yeah. Um, in a way you can say, oh, there's more information out there and there's more examples out there to base your decision-making off of. Mm-hmm. So that's the pro and the con, right? Oh, there's more content, more competition, right? Everybody's, it's all a race for your eyeballs and your attention. Yeah. But there's more examples to go off of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. It just, it just depends on your perspective, you know? Yeah. And it just depends on what you want out of it. Like you guys are running this podcast. Like, do you you guys believe you're going to be the next Joe Rogan's? Like, I just know so many people come up to me and like, yo, I want to be like the next Joe Rogan. I'm like, guys, like, all right, you got to be the next who's the <laughs> Joe Rogan's one 10 out of 10 level. So yeah. what's, what's the two out of 10 look like? You got to get there first, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know if having those expectations starting off, right, right. especially yeah. in something like podcasting is even healthy. Cause you're just going to be so mad yeah. that you're not growing. And I'm <laughs> exactly. just like, Oh, you got to just do a good job, add value and love the mm-hmm. process. Even for us right now, our views are not as high as they used to be. Right. Like just, it's just over time, you know, like mm-hmm. people have seen us and like there's more content out there. So we're not getting quite the views, but I think as long as we're putting out good content, we're still making a living and we're still like enjoying ourselves and working on other projects. We just got to love, love and trust the process. All right. Joel Embiid said, trust the process. Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely okay. agree. I mean, for us starting the podcast is a means for us to live towards our mission mm-hmm. and just amplify people's voices. We enjoy these conversations, you know, we enjoy learning from you. Yeah. We want to have our community learn from you because you are one of the OGs inside the community that people look up to a lot. We're like super yeah. happy to have you. And the fact that you're like, every day is a, is a paddle, is an uphill battle and everything to people you see you as someone who's is very accomplished already and mm-hmm. you may you may or may not have superpowers that they don't have and they think that way you know but at the end of the day we're all we're all human mm-hmm. that's the part we're trying to capture and you're right enjoy the journey enjoy the moment you know because mm-hmm. you don't enjoy it what's the point of doing it mm-hmm. really right yeah no for sure man and like yeah it's it's all uh you're all biking uphill you know and different people have different bikes somebody got the electric motor somebody mm-hmm. just got the fixie and uh but yeah. you're you're all going up the hill you know yeah and uh, yeah. we're given different tools but i one thing i will recommend is always like if people have a desire to create content and i'll go on my little gary v bit i'm like make it just make it first 
Yeah. Shoot it with your friends, your family, whoever you got, you know, if you have something to say, yeah, you'll probably figure out like maybe what you're saying, your hot takes aren't hot enough. Your, Uh your, uh, your humor isn't, isn't hitting enough, you know, Yeah. figure it out. But like, and maybe ultimately you doing this for the rest of your life is not meant for you, but you have to try it. And I always yeah. recommend everybody try it because it's, it's easier to try nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? You might get lucky. Yeah. Right. But you, but you never know if you don't actually give it a shot. That's true. Um, so just, just do it and then make adjustments and yeah, maybe you realize it's not for you. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe along the way you'll learn, you know, what works and what doesn't work and improve from there. Yeah. I think people need to be rooted in, in real life still. I know as, as digital as the world is and at a time when I was young, we were considered very digital kids, right? We were like downloading from Napster, making burn CDs for our friends back in like six, seven, three, eight. We were like on that wave before because our our dad's like an engineer. So we just Uh had like a computer and internet before our friends did. Uh Um, So we were like very techie, you know, back then. And then now I look at these kids, I'm like, oh shoot, man. They're like, I feel a little bit old sometimes, but at the end of the day, like, man, it's, there's so many opportunities, mm-hmm. but, but I don't think people like should always base cause some kids, they grow up like with the Instagram yeah. and that number or the subscriber number, or like, you know, those numbers that pretty much quantify how much people like you and how popular yeah. you are. It's you tough. Mean you don't? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, you got a smaller number than me. Like uh-huh. I know in the early days of YouTube and still to this day, in a way it's probably like that. Like, Oh, you only got 10k well i got a 200k should i collab with this person or something like there was always like i felt like there was that feeling and um yeah uh, I, I just like people at the end of the day you live a real life we're not in the uh matrix yet you know yeah you know and uh we're not reaching those times yet and i think when people still focus on human connection and relationships in the um community mm-hmm. you don't want those things to break down uh, despite everything becoming so digital, because it is true. Like I'm sure you guys saw the social dilemma or stuff like that. It's just, it can really mess with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you just worry about what like anonymous people mm-hmm. with 140 characters say, yeah. I'm like, you don't base your emotions off that. Like I get it that that can affect it and they can even speak some truth sometimes, but don't like let it affect you because they don't know you. Yeah. 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 What I like about you and David though, is that you guys don't really put too much like care and consideration to the number of likes and number of followers, but you guys care more about the message that you guys are getting across. Right. And bigger picture. Yeah. Being authentic. You guys are like super real. And that's what I think a lot of people like about you too. Yeah. I also think that you also touch upon mental health a lot Mm -hmm. in this segment. It's, yeah, a lot of people, as you mentioned, are judging their, their self-esteem is attached to the videos that they make and the numbers of likes and engagement that you get, you know, and I think it's really good advice to keep it separate. You know, they don't know who you are. Don't let them affect your attitude, your mood. Keep doing you, you know, mm-hmm. everyone is unique. Everyone has a purpose in this world. That's how we feel. Yeah, no, I think I think it comes from also knowing some older people like we uh, know a guy out here who runs some pizza shops and he was like, mm-hmm. a, he's a Turkish immigrant. And he comes from a really tough background when he first got here, you know, Yeah. and uh, his name's hockey from champion pizza. Shout out to hockey. He'd always be like, hey, guys, like, like, what are you stressing about? Are you, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you healthy? Are your parents good? Are you good? Like, are you guys have a good relationship? Are you just doing your thing? Like, 
be happy. Like, and then I was just, it was something that simple. And when you hear it from a guy who, right. you know, was very poor at one time when they first got here, you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, like, <laughs> no, that's another way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I have friends who's, you know, parents have passed on and like, you know, whatever, even with COVID and pandemic and everything, it's just like, you kind of think you got to step back and look at it and be like, be just be thankful. Like, yo, I still got my health and I'm still can do the things I want to do. Why am I letting, Oh, I got a hundred likes instead of my one, 200 likes. You're like, yeah. let that affect your mental health. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. read it. You can read it like an algorithm. Oh shit. Well, why didn't this get as many likes? Well, uh, maybe cause you did this or it was blurry or the coloring wasn't right. Or like the mm-hmm. caption wasn't popping. Yeah. You can look at it analytically and break it down. That's good. Like, and make adjustments. But like, you know, uh, I d- recommend people still live a regular life. Like, mm-hmm. not to be a regular life, but a real life. How about that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that advice. Yeah. Social media is is a means to you know making sure that we have income, but it's not everything. You know, and there's yeah. much more important things that actually matter, like family, yeah, friends, sure. health. You know, your your mental health, your happiness, and everything like that. And I hope people like can see it in our channel where we work with so many different types of people. I mean, there's a lot of people in our videos who are not trying to be pro entertainers or they're not other influencers. There's just people like dudes that we hoop with at the park in New York that we're like, oh man, you're like, you're Dominican. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm from DR, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, can we do a Dominican food video? You know, like, and it's like, you know, um, and so we're able to like set people up and just incorporate so many different people into our videos. And they're not only our best friends or like, they're not only the biggest, most popular influencers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for us, that's us uh, just kind of like, in a way, the message in that is just, Hey man, one, everybody can, can, uh, do something cool on the internet. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to be an influence already mm-hmm. Two, like everybody has something to add. Like in three, like who, who cares? Who's the influencer? Like these are real people and the authenticity like comes through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm very curious, you know, how do you continue to find inspiration for your content and what are the things that you typically look for when you're, you know, like doing outreach and partnering with people for entertainment and media? Mm, uh, a lot of it is um, between me and David, it's kind of like things we want to do or if we have like an urge to say something, like David will be like, ah, oh, man, I want to, you know, we should do like, or we met somebody who would even be good to help out on this video. Like uh, mm-hmm. Marco, who's been showing up in our videos, he's a real Sicilian, New York guy, you know, from from the Lower East Side, born and raised. He's just an authentic New York guy. And we were just playing basketball when we met him and we were just like, yo, this guy's funny. Like he's, he's charismatic. And we're, we had said, we just connected and became friends. And then uh, he's just helping like do these Italian videos. And I'm like, oh great. Now I got an Italian friend to help me like yeah. go through little Italy and experience Italian food on a, on a level that yeah. I may have not uh-huh. without him, 
you know, and his stories of his Italian family are just so hilarious. And <laughs> I think that is like inspiration to meet other people, you know, that just like, you're like, Oh, this, this could be fun. Like I like hanging out with this person already. If this person just, you know, does a little research and makes a few phone calls, like it'll be a good video, you know, or at least it'll be fun and authentic. Yeah. And like I said, like, I think some people they either do videos only by themselves or like only with other influencers. And I totally understand that because, um, those people are still alike you and they're still in the same space. Mm -hmm. I think there's drawbacks to working with people who are not in the same space as you for us, you know, um, where we're kind of drawing in these real friends or characters that we know, uh, to be in videos, but they're not necessarily like in the game, like in the social media game or in the content creation game full time. Um, so maybe they're not as available or they're like, yo, I work a regular job. I'm off at 3 PM. We got to, you know, like, I'm like, okay, cool. As opposed to working with people who are like in LA, especially, you know, there's a lot of actors and like, you know, life's a little more chill out there. I think yeah, don't always have to work as hard, but like they're a little bit more free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more available, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's, there's pros and cons, but like, I think for us personally, this is just how we, you know, like to do things that it's just, yeah. it's so beneficial just to get that like realness out there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah definitely. Authenticity. And it's knowledgeable too, because you're like learning about other people's culture. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I would admit I'm not even, I'm not a master at the internet. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Like, you know, I haven't even tweeted really anything in like so long. Mm -hmm. We obviously are not focused full solely on our Instagram, yeah. you know, to like build up our following there, you know, mm -hmm. and like, I'm not constantly posting one every day, you know, it's, mm -hmm. um, so I, I could be better. Like, so when you guys like, kind of like, it's funny cause when people like talk to us and they're like, Oh, you guys are like experts. Oh geez. I'm like, man, <laughs> I've been in the game for a while. I'm not like a master at it. I might know and have a perspective on it, you know, but I'm not a master at it. I would right, never right. say that. Yeah. I like, we love how humble you are too. Yeah. 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 What are yours and David's plans and goals for the next five years? Good question. I feel like people used to ask us that six, seven years ago, even when we first YouTube, like we first went officially full-time in YouTube and they were like, so what now? What are you guys doing in five years? And I was like, yo, I'm just doing YouTube. Chill out, you know? Uh -huh. But now after, you know, some time, I think that uh, I have a slightly different answer where I'm like, yo, I still imagine doing YouTube and creating yeah. content. I don't think YouTube's going away anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but definitely doing other stuff. Like we were working on a book right now. So uh, <laughs> uh, just working, you know, uh, got a writer to help work on the book proposal. Mm -hmm. Not the entire book yet. It was... Uh, you know, that's like a whole nother like section to it. Um, but just, yeah, beefing up the book proposal right now. And then like kind of working at this on this food concept in yeah. New York and yeah, opening restaurants take a long time, take a lot of attack power. Uh, it requires some team building. And these are things that like knowing real people helps in, but I'm not even going to lie. Like if we just spent the next like two months solely networking and, and in that, in the food industry, we'd probably get a little bit farther along, but since we still have the digital stuff, yeah. you know, that's why we're doing a lot of food content right now for a couple of reasons. One, I do honestly find it interesting. I think people should, um, can take something away from it. Uh, mm -hmm. two, New York has so many great passionate chefs and, um, small businesses and even big businesses and big restaurants that you can draw a lot of like knowledge and inspiration from. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, three for us, it's just like, I learned a lot every time I talk to owners 
owners and stuff like that. So it's enriching for me. It's kind of like doing this podcast for you guys. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to put on my voice, but also you're gaining something from doing this. You know, you're getting knowledge, yeah. right? Or at least a different perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. Having a conversation that we would maybe not usually have. Yeah. Right. Weak. <laughs> we're not, we're not necessarily doing this. So I think, uh, that's good. And I think anything that, uh, improves your life and makes you smarter and, and teaches you something, uh, that's also really important to do. And so that's kind of like one thing that we're doing. We might start this, uh, this, uh, uh, I, actually I, we didn't announce it on our channel officially. So technically mm-hmm. I'm telling you some stuff that we didn't announce on the channel officially of doing a food concept. Uh-huh. Um, nice. yep. Yeah. So, but uh yeah that's like something that we're we're doing and um yeah it does require a lot of like real life people because like you know if you need people making like to help you make the food or like serve other people you know it's not a digital business we're not building an app you know we are we would be selling food yeah, yeah. Two people hand to hand. So that's Amazing. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. If any, yeah, I mean, this is like, if anybody's interested, you know, feel free to hit us up if they're in New York and, and uh, are interested in something like that to hear more. Um, but yeah, we were probably going to start a series on our channel, maybe like kind of like updating people on, on mm-hmm. the process of that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, the book, the restaurant and the channel, like always still doing that. We might, might get a dog soon. <laughs> <laughs> It's only updates right now. Yeah, a lot of things you guys are, uh, <laughs> we'll put on the channel. I know on the channel we don't show our personal lives. Like, yeah. Yes. Can we? A lot. We're not. We're not that. I don't know. I think. I think there's pros and cons of being such a personal channel. Yeah. If people, mm-hmm. if people love you, your content, you feel like people love you, and you're. They are in a way more engaged to personalities, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, but but uh, you see the downfalls where like if people start to dish you, mm-hmm. then you feel like they're dissing you as a person, as an individual, yeah. as a soul. And I'm like, ooh, that could be very like, yeah. For us, uh, but we we always yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if we ever need to talk about ourselves and get personal more, we have that in our bag. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bust that out, but yeah, that's very valuable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, Andrew, how can our listeners learn more about you and find? Well, obviously, they know more about me. You can mention some of your social media. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you get to know us through our like Instagram stories because we uh-huh. fire those off pretty quickly and they're like pretty real. Um, and we might even make some jokes on there that we don't even make on the channel. Because mm-hmm. the channel is kind of like it's content that gets edited, you know, and like goes yeah. through somewhat of a process. So, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, Instagram stories, but check out the channel if you haven't in a while. Um, we just thank everybody who's uh, who's seen us over the years. And a lot of people haven't been watching us for a while. I understand sometimes they're like, yo, I grew up on you. And then I'm like, okay. And then they like don't, and they haven't been watching anything recently. That's fine. Um, but I think if you check out the channel, I think everybody will find something that they... Uh, that they might like, but you know, it, it's tough to keep an audience for this long, man. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Hats oh, off yeah, to you, yeah. man. Props to you and David. Yeah, no, yeah. long time. Oh, I mean, we always talk about it with Phil. Like, you yeah. talk to them about it too. They'll, yeah, we're the. We're the old guys, sort of. Yeah, guys, stay with the times. But yeah, appreciate you being on the show so much, yeah, Andrew. Yeah, it was amazing hearing about your story and just. I oh, appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was fun. Definitely. It was good. Like, and I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope as many people listen to this podcast as ever, man. I hope, hope it's a good episode. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you so much, Andrew. Cool. Thank you. All right. Yo, thanks, guys. Hey, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much. This podcast was made with Descript. Descript is a groundbreaking new media tool that allows creators to edit audio and video like a text document and create a realistic clone of their own voice for seamless edits. Please check out our Patreon at Asian Hustle Network. We want Asian to continue being meaningful and give back to the Asian community. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to contribute to our feature, we hope you become a patron.